And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. Thanks very much for being here. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. You can find out more about me on my social media pages, uh, at Dan Mandis Show on both Twitter and Facebook. I got to tell you that there's a lot to talk about uh, this evening. We do, of course, have the polling that came out that shows that Joe Biden is in serious trouble. Uh, How seriously you should take that polling, we'll get into. But the bottom line is it does not look good for Team Biden. It is a snapshot of America's mood right now. It is also clearly indicative of, of CNN and the media just deciding, you know what? We're done with Joe Biden because they're asking the questions. They know the mood of the media. They know the mood of of the people across America. They've seen other polls. They saw the Wall Street Journal poll. And so they knew that the answers to their questions would not be positive for Joe Biden. So the question has to be asked, why did they do the polls in the first place? It's because I believe that CNN and the Democrats, they now understand that Joe Biden is dragging down their party. And so they did ask the questions, and we'll get into all of that straight ahead here on Red Eye Radio, but they did ask all of the questions. Knowing the answers would be negative. That tells me that this is a continuation of a pressure campaign from inside the Democrat Party to convince Joe Biden that one way or another, He's got to go. There's a lot of pressure going on right now, I believe, within, you know, the the sordid world of the Democrats, the sordid world of the progressives, that somehow, some way they need to get rid of not only Joe Biden, but also Kamala Harris. So that story straight ahead here on Red Eye Radio. There's an update on the situation in New York. Uh, Last night during the tail end of the uh, broadcast, we talked about Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, basically saying that New York is done. I mean, it'll never recover from all of these migrants that are coming in uh, from, of 
course, Mexico, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and so forth by way of Texas. And so that is only part of the story of what is going on in the estate and the city of New York. I've got the latest on that story for you as well. So a very busy evening here at Red Eye Radio. Again, 866-90-RED-EYE is uh, the phone number. Now, Joe Scarborough, I want to start out the broadcast with this. Joe Scarborough, of course, uh, you know, over there on MSNBC, he does the morning show. It's a morning Joe. And, and he has this panel on about th- this concept of, of sorting, of people basically only watching or listening to those who agree with their views. Now, part of this was blasting people who are suspicious about the 2020 election, you know, Donald Trump supporters. And they went on and on and on about the divisions in America and why people no longer trust what the media reports. And so it's 12 minutes and it's a I'm just going to be honest with you, friends. It, it's a lot of BS. But the, the segment ended with Joe Scarborough and a little mini monologue where he talks about. Yes, it's much worse with Donald Trump. American democracy is on the line. The party leaners have joined in on the conspiracies and the lie. All of that is true. But we have a much bigger problem with this sorting. And we have to, as Bobby Kennedy always did, we've got to question initial assumptions. We've got to challenge ourselves. And we've got to fight back with the truth because more than an election is on the line in 2024. All right. So that, uh, again, Joe Scarborough. And I, I don't know about you, but the whole point about you, you heard him say during that soundbite, our democracy is at stake. You know, I, first of all, putting aside the whole conversation about whether or not we're a democracy versus a republic versus a representative republic, whatever. But the problem is the left usually solely focuses, as they did here in this segment, on Republicans and that Republicans refuse to accept the truth. And and we embrace conspiracy theories. And, you know, specifically, he's talking about the 2020 election. And, and he says that what they need to do as Democrats and as progressives in the media is push back on all of those conspiracy theories with the truth. Now, here's what I would say about that. They have been pushing back. I mean, there is a whole conversation that, that is happening you know, online, social media, and so forth about what happened in 2020. But but what about this? What about admitting, I would say to Joe Scarborough, if I had him on the phone right now, why don't you admit to a few of these, quote, conspiracy theories that Republicans and Trump supporters talked about that actually turned out to be true? COVID came from a Chinese lab, right? Remember that one? Republicans had been saying it for years before the media finally admitted that, yes, those racist Republicans may be right. COVID may have actually come from a Chinese lab. It did, by the way. Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, how long did MSNBC stick with that whole Russian disinformation story? I mean, obviously way too long because this was going on for, again, years it actually impacted the election results by the time they admitted msnbc was right there 
by the time all of these various media outlets admitted to the authenticity of the laptop from hell, it was too late. The election was over and it was impacted by the media's constant refusal to admit that this was a credible news story. And by the way, remember all of those those intelligence officials from the government, both sides of the aisle who signed that letter giving Joe Biden cover to, uh, you know, basically say, oh, yeah, this this is a bunch of malarkey. Remember when Biden said this during the debate? There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the care Four, five former heads of the CIA. Both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Now, now realize that is a, a quote. That is a moment from the debate that really did not uh, age well. Because as it turns out, all of those, you know, 50, 51, whatever it was, former intelligence officials, both from the right and the left side of the aisle. Well, it turns out we now know that they were lying and that the letter was actually meant to provide Joe Biden cover when this came up during the debate. Well, guess what? I would like to remind Joe Scarborough, of course, the purveyor and the protector of truth in this country, that a lot of those who signed that letter knowing, by the way, remember, they knew at the time of that letter that the laptop from hell was real and was credible. They knowingly lied to the American people. A lot of those who signed that letter were and are analysts. And contributors to Joe Scarborough's very network, MSNBC and CNN. You've got John Brennan. You've got James Clapper. You've got Michael Hayden. You've got Leon Panetta. Many others as well. They actively tried and did help Joe Biden win the election by lying to the American people. I mean, this is almost as bad. Maybe it is just as bad is having Donna Brazil and George Stephanopoulos working as anchors and analysts like they do over there on the networks. But here's the thing. The Democrats actually do say this literally every single election. American democracy is on the line. Well, you know, he he may actually be right if you look at it from a conservative standpoint. Now, I do feel like there are certain parts of our country that have already been destroyed by the Democrats and by, you know, these uh, progressives. What is actually killing American democracy these days? Like, as uh, Joe Scarborough says, American democracy is on the line. Well, the DOJ continues to be polarized, right? We we know that. We talk about that every single uh, day and, and night on talk radio. We know the DOJ continues to try to protect Joe Biden, trying to protect Hunter Biden as well. And they're going after the opponent of the sitting president. That is what destroys democracy, I would say to uh, Joe Scarborough. I would also say that if we talked about this last night, that if they are able to, the, the Democrats and the progressives, if they're able to keep Donald Trump off of the ballot, via the 14th Amendment, that is voter suppression. Guess what, Joe Scarborough? That is what kills democracy. 
You also have the left trying to remove, again, the main opponent of the current president via that 14th Amendment. Uh, That also is a big situation for both sides of the aisle. What about a lack of of an honest media in our country? Because there is a lack of an honest media in our country. That entire 12-minute segment that Joe Scarborough participated in and led where he's blasting, you know, these conspiracy theory Republicans. Well, here's the thing. They were not being honest about their own culpability in where America is today as far as a trust in the media, as far as a trust in what they're reporting and a trust in our government. Because there is a lacking of an honest media in our country that does, let's face it, That does have an impact on our country. It does have an impact on democracy because we don't have anyone uh, there within the media, except, frankly, in talk radio and in some conservative circles that are actually reporting the news as it really happens. They're, They're actually reporting the truth because not a lot of the media is reporting the truth. They're reporting or pushing a certain narrative. And that, by the way, is true on both sides. It's not about the truth to MSNBC or CNN. It's about selling one side over the other. And and by the way, one other thing, I, I want to point this out, because when I was looking through the debate from way back when, I actually happened along uh, this comment as well from Joe Biden. Another comment that certainly did not age well. You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. Wow. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. Yeah. Joe Biden, you know, way back during the debate, he was uh, talking about how he is the one that is the truth teller. Um, Not quite, Joe. One of the main things with this polling from CNN, and of course, we've been talking about this, you know, for a long time, is Joe Biden's propensity to lie. Now, when this debate happened and when all of this was going on, I said at the time, oh, my God, did Joe Biden really pass himself off as this great purveyor of truth, this man of great character? You know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. Well, again, that is a quote that certainly did not age well. Now, a lot of you folks, you know, listeners to talk radio, you knew how much of a line of BS that was. Now, according to, of course, this polling from The Wall Street Journal earlier this week and the polling from CNN that came out yesterday, the American people certainly do know now who Joe Biden really is. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Dan Mantis here. This is Red Eye Radio. Did you know that up to half of all major engine failures are due to poor cooling system maintenance? That's a lot of downtime and can cost drivers big. You expect a lot from your engine, which is why the cooling system must be a part of your maintenance routine. Here's a tip to keep your cooling system in shape and your engine running smooth. Inspect your radiator belts and hoses for potential failures and deterioration, especially ahead of winter. Check the condition of your coolant to ensure it's at the optimum freeze point. Inadequate freeze protection levels can result in cracking of lines or passages. 
If you find insufficient freeze point levels or any wear and tear, have these issues repaired by technicians you can trust. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Red Eye Radio, 86690 Red Eye is the phone number, 86690 You know, there's so much obsession over this poll from CNN that uh, came out. Of course, it was uh, yesterday after we got off the air here at uh, Red Eye Radio. But th- there's a lot of obsessing over this poll. And-, and I do understand why, because this is a situation for the Democrats where, you know, they're they're in trouble. And I think that they are now beginning to realize just how much trouble they're in. But, you know, part of, I think, what's going on, as I said in the opening segment, I think that this is CNN and and they are really telegraphing, perhaps working in conjunction, frankly, hand in hand with the Biden administration. This is a to me a shot across the bow where CNN asking the questions, knowing the answers are going to be negative for Joe Biden. And so what they're trying to do is push the Democrat Party to get someone else in um, in the running, because with the polling, it is so clear that the people on the left, the Democrats, they do want an alternative to Joe Biden. But I mean, you, you just you cannot deny what is going on with the Democrats right now? And you cannot deny also the media and CNN and how they covered these numbers. This morning we have brand new CNN polling. The numbers are looking rough for President Biden. We've been talking about it all morning. And the fact that it could, it could be a troubling sign for Democrats 
and the president's hope for re-election in 2024. There is no way to spin this. CNN reads the country's mood right now and finds that America is deeply unhappy with Joe Biden. Most Democratic voters hope for a change at the top of the ticket, and Americans don't take the president at his word when he talks about his son, Hunter. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot, but you, you, you start to wonder, uh, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years, or would you want something else for him? 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. Oof. Problematic new polling numbers out this morning for President Biden. The yep. CNN poll finds his approval rating sinking to just 39%. I mean, listen, and that is a handy little montage from Fox News. But, you know, listen, there is not anything here that the talk radio and Eric and Gary haven't been talking about for quite some time. There is a discontent in this country you know, welcome to the party, CNN. And, and when you look at where the American people are at, and by the way, the um, the guy talking about uh, grandpa and would you give grandpa a high stress job? Uh, that was Van Jones. And no, uh, we would not give grandpa a high stress job. Yet here we are with Joe Biden with the nuclear codes. And so when you look at the fact that Joe Biden and now they've obviously as part of this, you probably have heard They compared where Biden is compared to the Republicans. And part of the shocking part of this poll, according to, you know, some of the folks, I don't find this shocking, but that Donald Trump is one point ahead of Joe Biden, according to CNN. Donald Trump is 47 percent. You've got Joe Biden at 46 percent. Ron DeSantis tied with Joe Biden. Mike Pence, two points ahead of Joe Biden, 46 to 44 percent. Tim Scott, 46. Joe Biden, 44 percent. Vivek Ramaswamy would beat Biden by one percentage point, 46 to 45. Even Chris Christie would beat Joe Biden. But Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, she would beat Joe Biden by six percentage points. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more straight ahead right here on Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-90-RED-EYE. Radio from the Uniden America studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. Appreciate you listening. 86690 Red Eye is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Just going through some of these numbers. I think there's a lot of people that have been surprised that uh, Nikki Haley, according to the CNN poll, And I'm going to go through a whole thing here, okay? So just don't get mad at me until the very end. I think part of what's going on is that there there is clear, at least to me, there's always a reason why these um, polls happen. And so as I I look through all of these numbers, right, you've got uh, how would Donald Trump do against Joe Biden, 47 to 46. Uh, DeSantis is tied with Biden, 47, 47, Pence, 46, Biden, 44, uh, go on and on. But basically, Nikki Haley, 
Uh, They say this is, of course, one of the big uh, headlines out of this poll coming in at 49 percent. And they're saying that, yes, this would uh, mean that Haley would defeat Joe Biden by uh, six percentage points. So here's the thing. But even Chris Christie would. You know, my question is to you. Does this poll matter to you at all? Because I'm I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, and as a talk show host, that's all I can ever do is be honest with you. And I, I just, I'm having a hard time getting drummed up or excited about this poll just because it, it is a confirmation of what I've already known. Now, the fact that somehow Nikki Haley is uh, leading Biden as, uh, you know, the leading contender here with all of these uh, various Republicans uh, running in the primary, Nikki Haley coming in at 49 percent uh, over Joe Biden at uh, 43 percent. Does this change your mind at all uh, about who you would vote for in the Republican primary? Because all we ever hear. Is that Joe Biden is uh, going to beat Donald Trump. We, we hear that all over the place as it relates to the general election. And we hear that uh, Donald Trump simply cannot win the general election, which, by the way, I disagree with. Also, by the way, I understand we are we are months ahead. Of the primary election and then the general election. But I'm going to be honest with you, I have not heard and I do it just to tell you, folks, I do a lot of talk radio and I speak to a lot of people. I have not heard of one Republican who has been excited about Nikki Haley. So is it possible? I'm just going to throw this out there. You can call it a conspiracy theory if you want. Is it possible that CNN concocted this poll to try to push Nikki Haley into the limelight, knowing that she is the most easily defeated if she's going against Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom. And so CNN working to build the brand of Nikki Haley, knowing that there's not a lot of conservatives who are excited about Nikki Haley. So they decide, you know what we're going to do? We're going to try and drum up some enthusiasm so that maybe we'll make her a rising star, knowing that she would falter in a general election. I don't know. There have been some people that say that Nikki Haley is that that some people are going to call her a rhino, whatever. But Nikki Haley has has enough of that conservative bent to her, but she's just middle enough to be able to win a general election. There have been people that have said that there are people that have said that, you know, Donald Trump will absolutely no way have any chance in a general because he is, number one, has all of the baggage, all of the indictments, far too conservative, uh, far too abrasive, all of those things. But, you know, when I look at the, these numbers and uh, I see that, you know, Mike Pence, 46 versus Biden, 44 percent. I don't know. There's just a I don't know if you can you I, I, I don't know about you. I can smell a wave of BS in, in this poll. And I do understand that for a lot of us, you know, there is some satisfaction knowing that you have, you know, Donald Trump defeating joe biden in this poll and a lot of these other republicans as well but i don't know i just i don't know if i buy it 
I don't know how they concocted this poll. I don't I don't know how they asked the questions and so forth. But, you know, a lot of this a lot of this does make sense because we have been feeling it as uh, conservatives. But does this poll matter to you? And when you see these numbers and I just gave you the numbers, I've given you the numbers twice now. Does it change your mind about where you are as far as the Republican primary goes? Voters continue to register deep concerns about Biden and his age in particular. By the way, the phone lines are open at 866-90-RED-EYE. 73 percent are seriously concerned about the president's mental competence. And 76 percent are concerned about his ability to serve out his four year term if reelected. Two thirds of Democrats. This is one of the big ones. Two thirds of Democrats or 67 percent say the party should nominate someone besides Joe Biden. That is up from 54 percent in March. Both Joe Biden and Donald Trump are at 35 percent favorability. The poll comes as Biden prepares to fly off to India for a meeting of world leaders at the G20 summit. A couple of more little tidbits, and then I'll get your calls. Asked directly about the potential effects of his age, majorities of Democratic-aligned voters say they are seriously concerned that Joe Biden's age might negatively affect his current level of physical and mental competence, 56%. His ability to win the 2024 general election, if nominated, 60%. And his ability to serve another four-year term as president, if reelected, 61%. Fewer, 43%, say they are seriously concerned that his age would negatively affect his ability to understand the concerns of the next generation of Americans, although that rises to 59% among Democratic-aligned voters younger than 45. If reelected, Biden would take office in January of 2025 at the age of 82. Listen, I have thrown a lot of numbers at you. Go read the articles and, and you know, read, uh, you know, all about it. Bottom line is this is a terrible day for Joe Biden for a couple of different reasons. Again, I'm going to say it again for the third time. There is a reason why CNN did this polling. I will also admit we are a long ways away. And I don't know if this poll and, and the polling from The Wall Street Journal earlier this week, I don't know if any of it really matters a hill of beans to anybody because we are so far away. And CNN even said this is a snapshot of where we are right now as a nation. Here's my question. As it seems like Joe Biden is getting worse by the day. And the accusations of bribery and influence peddling and all of the things that are going on with Joe Biden, you know, as far as his his mental health goes, all of it is getting worse by the day. So I don't believe that any of this is going to get any better. I mean, Biden, you know, this uh, poll drops as he's on his way to India. This poll drops on the very day that we find out that Hunter Biden here before the month is over is going to face an indictment on those uh, on those gun charges. Which, by the way, I, I will just say this, and I did say this last night as well. Big flipping deal. I mean, there's so many other things that they should be uh, 
indicting Hunter Biden on the gun charges, the least, uh, quite frankly, of uh, my worries regarding regarding Hunter Biden. There's a lot more that they should be indicting him on. And we'll see if um, those indictments indeed come to fruition. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. The talk show hosted question for you uh, this evening, this morning, is as we talk about this poll, is there anything that has surprised you? And when you see the numbers for these Republicans and how they would fare in a general election uh, against Joe Biden, does it change your mind at all? Let's start out with Chris. He is listening to us in Chicago. Chris, appreciate you listening to Red Eye Radio. Go ahead. Yeah, I would say that in uh, looking at, you know, message boards, radio, everything like that, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say if Nikki Haley is the nominee, I'll vote against her, even though I would vote Republican. She's done with the fake politician like rhinos, you know, they'd gotten past that. They realized that's fake. Um, and it's kind of, you know, an America first agenda. And Nikki Haley really doesn't have that. I mean, she's pro-war and you get the sense by listening to her um, debate that she is really there to almost protect the bureaucracy, the criminal bureaucracy of the DOJ, FBI, et cetera. Uh, when she gets there, she'll do nothing about it. I mean, she... Uh, you know, she 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 really doesn't talk about it much. She almost pretends like it doesn't exist. Well, I well, let me. Let, hey, hey, Chris. Let, hey, hey, Chris. Let, let's let's pin. Cause you're throwing a lot at me. So let me let me stick with one concept. Um, when you say she's pro-war, you're talking about Ukraine. There's the whole thing back and forth with yeah. she and Vivek Ramaswamy, where she got and oh man, I'm I may get blistered for this. She sounded a little shrill yelling at Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy, saying, you have no foreign policy experience. And one of the things that I have often said is that, and, and I said this a couple of weeks ago uh, locally here in Nashville, is that you had all of these people on the stage. You had Mike Pence, you had Chris Christie, you had Nikki Haley, and uh, all these people that, are, that were saying, oh, well, you know, to Vivek Ramaswamy, you have no experience as a politician. You don't know what you're talking about. Nikki Haley saying you have no foreign policy experience. You know, my my comment to that was that it is the the seasoned politicians that have gotten us to where we are today. And so for, forgive me if I'm not really you know excited and, and trusting of these, quote unquote, seasoned politicians who have landed us with, you know, wide open borders. It, that has been an issue with both the Democrats and the Republicans. Of course, we uh, all know where we are with the debt and the deficit. Also, both sides are to blame for that as well. So I, I get what you're saying, Chris. And of course, yeah, and of course, one last thing is that uh, they, uh, you know, these Republicans so-called uh, bombard us with the same fake narrative from the mainstream news about how this whole Ukraine war started and uh pretending that like uh there's no history to it and uh the US is um instigation of the whole thing. So it's like, okay, now she's kind of lying or she's ignorant. I doubt she's ignorant. So she's lying to us, pretending like, you know, the mainstream media's narrative about this war is the actual truth when, you know, all one has to do is look into it and see that you know, this thing started, uh, you know, nine, ten years ago, and 
it started because we overthrew their government in Ukraine. You right, know? right. So, and, and one of the things I would say, and I appreciate the call, Chris, one of the things that I would say is there's always going to be a world history. There's always going to be history to these kinds of, of conflicts. But, you know, the bottom line for me with Ukraine, and I don't want this to turn into a, a Ukraine conversation, but for me, it's all about just the billions of dollars. Friends, it is like it feels like every other day we're sending more billions of dollars to Ukraine. And so when all of this first started, you know, I was my opinion was and we all have a right to change our minds as facts change and so forth. And we learn more. And so I, I was all for helping Ukraine but at some point, and this was months and months ago for me, at, at some point you've got to realize, okay, so where is all this money going? And what is this money being used for? And you've got Zelensky who, who simply won't even negotiate with Vladimir Putin. And it does feel like there is no accountability and no end game. And that's bad management. So my specific issue with Nikki Haley and other folks as far as Ukraine goes is that I would just like an endpoint or some sort of a strategy. But an open check as Ukraine becomes a uh, becomes a black hole for billions and billions and billions and billions of our taxpayer dollars with no end in sight. That's not a foreign policy. Simply put, that is not a foreign policy. And that doesn't mean that I want Vladimir Putin to take over Ukraine. But it does mean that I want this situation better managed. And right now, we're just not seeing that. And a blank check is not better management. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Dan Mendes here. This is Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. You know it's interesting asking folks. Okay, so with the polling that we see from CNN and of course from the Wall Street Journal earlier this week, but you know the the specifics, which is what I find fascinating, the specifics of how these various Republicans running in the primary, how they would do against Joe Biden in a general. Does that impact your opinion of those candidates? More of your calls coming up next. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, 
It's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Appreciate your listening. By the way, Gary and Eric, they return Sunday night, Monday morning. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about this um, conversation about Nikki Haley. You know, the the CNN uh, polling that uh, came out yesterday showing that Nikki Haley, of all the candidates, Nikki Haley is the one that would beat Joe Biden by six percentage points. And so had a guy call up in the uh, last hour. And I've heard this line of thinking before. And I think it's worthy of a discussion. Guy called up in the last hour and he said that if she ended up being the nominee for the Republicans, then he would actively I forget exactly what he said, but he would actively vote against her or stay home. Because she's a rhino and she's a warmonger and all of these other things because she supports the war in Ukraine. And so I didn't really have a lot of time to get into it. But, you know, one of the things that I I thought of during the news. Is there was a lot of people that did not trust Donald Trump. But they held their nose and voted for him anyway. And by the way, I was one of them. I mean, I've told you many times and I've said to my my local audience in Nashville, where I host a morning show on Super Talk 99.7 WTN. I said I held my nose. I voted for Donald Trump because I didn't want Hillary Clinton to have all of those Supreme Court picks. That was the number one reason why I voted for Donald Trump. There were other things. And I, to be perfectly honest, I don't even remember what it was that I didn't like about Donald Trump way back when. But when you think about actively either not voting for Nikki Haley or whoever it might be by staying home because it's not Donald Trump or voting for, you know, someone else that, you know, is not going to win or is not going to help the conservative cause. Doesn't that do more damage? Because then what you're doing ultimately is handing the presidency to the uh, to the Democrats. And when you look at Nikki Haley on the issues, I, I, I disagree with her on Ukraine. But when you look at Nikki Haley on the issues, there's a lot of things here that I agree with her on. I mean, she's for funding the police. She is vehemently and unapologetically pro-life. She thinks that we need to shrink the government. We need to uh, spend a lot less. We need to shrink the debt and the deficit. I mean, all of these things are very conservative values. And so my question, I guess, would be if you're if, if you're one of those people that would say that you don't you would either not vote. And by the way, when you don't go to the polls. You know, when you don't vote, if you don't like Nikki Haley, if she is the nominee, and I I doubt that she will be, but if she was the nominee, then if you're so disgusted, you're not going to go to the polls to vote, especially if you're in a a battleground state. Well, then that also impacts the down ballot elections as well. So if you've got, you know, state lawmakers, congressmen, Senate, whatever, 
then the problem is that not only are you forsaking, you know, a vote for the presidency, but you're also forsaking your state votes as well. You know, your local elections. And that's an issue. Because if there is an and I'd be willing to bet if I open the I'm not going to do this, but if I open the phones right now and I said, were you 100 percent all in when you if you voted for Donald Trump, were you all in? I'd be willing to bet that a lot of you folks were like, no, but he grew on me because he did some incredible things. Well, for me. I have learned from that. And so I would vote for Nikki Haley if she was, even though, again, I, I, I disagree with her on some things. But, you know, I would vote for Nikki Haley over a Gavin Newsom, because if Gavin Newsom gets in. Then, you know what the Democrats are going to do if they also end up getting the House and they could get the House if Republicans decide to stay home because they don't like Nikki Haley and it's someone other than Donald Trump. Then that could impact, you know, who has the majority in the House, who has the majority in the Senate. And so, you know, what you would ultimately be doing then is handing all of that consolidated power to the Democrats. And then you know what they're going to do. They'll nationalize the elections. They will pack the Supreme Court. There, there are so many things they'll do. They'll give, uh, you know, complete amnesty to all of the uh, illegal aliens that Joe Biden is letting in right now. All because you don't like Nikki Haley and because she's a rhino. And, and listen, I'm not I'm not arguing with people that would say that they're going to stay home if it's not Donald Trump. But what I am saying is that there's. Millions of people out there who didn't like Donald Trump and then they grew to respect and trust him when they saw what he could do. Maybe Nikki Haley would be the same thing. But any person on that stage who was there during the Republican primary, any person that was on that stage during that debate, whether it's even Chris Christie, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, who's a guy that I really like, Tim Scott. All of these folks are a thousand times better than any Democrat. You want to talk about Tim Kaine, you want to talk about Gavin Newsom, any Democrat. Who do you think is going to here? Here's a way to think about this. One of Donald Trump's big things was the border, right? One of the big things was uh, Donald Trump and securing the border. Who do you think would secure the border more, Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom? One of Donald Trump's big things was, of course, being pro-life. Who do you think would protect more babies, Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom? Nikki Haley or Tim Kaine? One of the big things that Donald Trump was for was funding the police. Who do you think would fund more police, Nikki Haley or Gavin Newsom? In other words, why would you forsake the country that you love because Donald Trump isn't the nominee? I mean, if you are so America first, 
which is why people don't like Nikki Haley, is because they consider her not someone who would put America first. And it's because she's a warmonger and she supports the war in Ukraine and she supports more funding for Ukraine. Well, if you're America first and if you love America so much, then why would you willingly hand America over to a party that is fundamentally destroying America? I mean, I hope that makes sense. Listen, I, I again, I have some serious disagreements with Nikki Haley. I really hate what she said about Donald Trump, slamming Donald Trump as the most disliked politician in America. So for folks that might say, well, what about a Donald Trump, Nikki Haley ticket? I, I sure don't see that happening. But the fact of the matter is that Donald Trump did a lot of good for America. At a time when good number of people in our party didn't trust, if you're if you're a Republican, didn't trust Donald Trump. So for people that are going to, you know, ultimately end up, you know, saying, well, I'm not going to vote for Nikki Haley. I'm not going to vote for anybody other than Donald Trump. Well, then you're not being consistent because. Donald Trump is all about America first. If you're for Donald Trump, you want to put America first. If you want to put America first, you don't let the Democrats win the presidency. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, maybe it may. And listen, I might be missing something. Certainly wouldn't be the first time. But for me, I just don't know if that makes a lot of sense. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. 866-907-3339. Very quickly, let's say hello to Robert in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Robert, go ahead. I would actually think that you're wrong about Trump not picking Nikki, even though she's been a, you know, said some bad things about him for vice president. I think Trump is going to be very pragmatic about whoever he picks as his running mate. The poll really doesn't matter as far as who's going to be the president of the nominee for the Republican. It's going to be Trump. I mean, there's nothing... There's nothing and nobody that, that can right. stop him from getting the nomination, I don't think, at this point. But I could, if he thinks that she would be what would put him over the top and could get some of those crazy liberal women to vote for him, hey, just because she's on the ticket, I, I could see I could see Trump burying the hatchet with her, and she's definitely a politician's politician, so she would definitely do it because it would set her up for the next presidential run. Or, I mean, I and Robert, I get what you're saying, and I, I, I agree with some of what you said, but also remember that if you're a, a politician like a Nikki Haley and you decide to be Donald Trump's running mate, you also run the risk of like what happened to Mike Pence, for example. If something happens and you run afoul of, of Donald Trump and, and whatever it might be, a disagreement in policy, she doesn't like something that he said, whatever it might be, then she runs the risk. And I think Gary and Eric have even said this before as well. She runs the risk of being ostracized by the Republican Party, which is like what happened to Ron DeSantis. You know, DeSantis was flying high until he criticized Donald Trump. And, and now that was one of the big issues that he had was he went after Donald Trump. And now he his star has you know faded big time. Same thing could happen to uh, Nikki Haley if she agreed to be his running mate. But you're right. I I would say that um, Donald Trump is very pragmatic. And if he had to bury the hatchet with Nikki Haley to get back into the White House, 
I believe that he would do it. And frankly, that might be a smart thing to do. What would be interesting is, you know, people who say that if Nikki Haley is the nominee or, you know, if she's the nominee, then they would not vote for her. They would not vote or vote against her, whatever it might be. Well, then what would you say if Trump did make her the um, his running mate? Well, then what do you do with that? You're anti Nikki Haley until Trump decides to make her his running mate. Now, what do you do? And the bottom line is it almost feels like a moot point because I do believe that Donald Trump will be the nominee. And I'm certainly going to vote uh, for whoever the uh, nominee is for the Republican Party right now, though, as I mentioned to you a number of different times, it's important that you know my perspective. As I comment throughout the uh, evening, I am a free agent. I haven't made the big decision as far as who it's going to be, but I have voted for Donald Trump twice. Did not live to regret it for one second. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll return next. Dan Mandis here on Red Eye Radio. Managing time is key. Successful owner-operators know that simply running hard is not enough. If it were that easy, anyone could do the job and expect the profits to roll in. It generally pays to slow down. There is a trade-off in higher costs, not to mention the increased risk for driving fast. If driving slower takes time away from you, you could find some of the ways to get it back. Never take time off during the last two weeks of the quarter or the last week of the month when freight typically is abundant. Sometimes it works to your advantage to look for loads that take you through home rather than to home. The latter can interrupt your revenue stream and require additional time to get back up to full speed again. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website. For more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number, 866-907-3339. Hey, coming up after the uh, bottom of the hour break, we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on in New York. I know that you've probably heard the audio of New York Mayor Eric Adams just basically saying that New York is done. If they can't get a handle on this illegal immigration, he doesn't know what's going to happen. But he is saying that New York more than likely won't recover. And one of the things that I noticed, and I'm going to replay that audio that uh, you probably have heard by now. But, you know, there's some nuances in there that I do want to point out. But there has also been an update to that story. I will get to that after the bottom of the hour here on Red Eye Radio. Now, Tom is in Boston on Red Eye Radio. Tom, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Uh I'm telling you, I'm, I back uh, Donald Trump to the hilt. Uh, he's, he's the greatest president I've ever seen. He's great. But as far as Nikki Haley goes, she's a deep stater. She's a warmonger. She wants these wars to continue so the deep state can continue to uh, uh, prop up the military-industrial complex so all these politicians can get rich. I mean, filthy rich. This is the, I, I'm for pro, uh, Donald Trump, like not Nikki Haley. Anybody, yeah. All right, so, uh, so, 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 Tom, let, right. let me ask you, can you, because right. I, I hear so many different um, definitions, I guess, of this term deep stater. And, and so can you tell me, yeah. you know, is, is the definition for you, Tom, in Boston, 
a deep stater? Is a deep stater somebody who is simply, as you say, pro-war? Uh, yeah, they're pro-war, but they, they control everything. They're billionaires and they're, they're, they're the elite. A lot of these politicians. Yeah, but yeah, but, but Tom, but Tom, Donald, but Tom, 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 hold on. Donald Trump is a is a billionaire yeah. too, yeah. or a millionaire. I don't know which. But, but I mean, so that that can't he's be. A billionaire. Yeah, okay, so but that can't be one of the def, one of your definitions of a deep stater. If you're like Donald Trump, well, he is a billionaire, so he's not a deep stater. No, they're not all deep states. I said a lot of billionaires are deep staters. A lot of the but not all the he's a he's a down to earth guy, Donald Trump. He's yes. a down to earth guy and want him president again. And not I didn't say every billionaire. I'm I'm talking okay. about the rich people, the elite people, the politicians a lot of politicians. Look at Nancy Pelosi. She's filthy rich now and she made her money while Donald Trump was president. Uh, betting on the stock market, and she knew what was going on. She's a corrupt. They're all so corrupt. I'm telling you. I uh, listen. It, it, I it, hey 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 Tom hey hey Tom. I agree with you. They are corrupt. Let me ask. Can I ask you one last question? Because you're and boy, you're spot sure. on about uh, about Nancy Pelosi. Don't even get me started on her stock market husband. Uh, but um, when it comes to Trump, let's just say, right. for the sake of argument, because I'm I'm trying to go somewhere with you. Let's say for the sake of argument that uh, Donald Trump, for whatever reason, is not the nominee. Will you vote for and it? And let's say the nominee is a Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or whoever it may be. Would you vote for that person? Okay, so so you're I or you're. Excuse me. The country will be over. The United States will not exist. If Donald Trump is not the president, the deep state will kill these people. They will make them they will make them like like they're animals. I'm telling you, the Democratic Party is an evil, evil party. But but Tom, I I understand that. So what I'm saying to you is if you if Nikki Haley is the nominee, you're not going to vote for Nikki Haley because you say that she's a deep stater. So you're going to literally hand the White House over to the Democrats, not to mention all of the uh, down ballot uh, elections as well. So that I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out the, the consistency or the inconsistency, which is the deep state is bad and the Democrats are going to, you know, kill people, which is, I mean, what, what Tom said and, and all of these things. And so there's a lack of consistency that is, is I'm trying to understand. The Democrats are really bad. So we don't want them to be president. But Nikki Haley, who has a lot of conservative values, I'm not going to go to the polls and vote for Nikki Haley because she's a deep stater and she's, you know, not Donald Trump. But she's better than Gavin Newsom. I mean, that I can tell you. I can tell you that as a conservative, you are going to like Nikki Haley far more than Gavin Newsom. And if you're America first then it's inconsistent to want to give America to the Democrats again.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. Gary and Eric, they do return Sunday night, Monday morning. Appreciate you being along with us. There's so many things to talk about this morning. Uh, Coming up here in just a second, I'm going to replay this audio from Eric Adams, uh, really jaw-dropping and eye-opening audio from Eric Adams. You've probably heard it before uh, earlier today where the uh, mayor of New York is saying that New York is is done if uh, they don't get a handle on all of these migrants coming into New York. There's been an update to this story. I'm going to tell you the update, uh, the update coming up here on Red Eye Radio. I do, though, want to get with uh, get uh, Carolyn and get to Carolyn's call in Thurman, New York. She's been holding for a while. Carolyn, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Hi. Um, first, I want to tell you that you nailed it as far as um, – voting for whoever is the nominee instead of sitting home. It makes absolutely no sense to know how the Democrats are destroying the country. And then because your guy didn't win, you stay home and let well, you, them win. I, yeah, you, you know, you know, you know, it's interesting, Carolyn. And um, and then I'll we'll, we'll get to the other thing you wanted to talk about. But what's interesting is, you know, I remember in 2016 um, I was on the radio and I was arguing with people who were, you know, hated Donald Trump and they were going to let Hillary Clinton win. And I mean, it was like, I mean, people threatened me because they hated Donald Trump so much. And those same people that, you know, threatened me uh, then later on were like, hey, uh, our bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, so I, whatever. I mean, all right. What else did you want to say, Carolyn? Well, I was going to say that. I have said for a few years now that I believe the first elected woman president will be a Republican. And I did have Nikki Haley in mind. Now, she has said a couple of things that I don't agree with, but for the most part, I do agree with her. And if she were the nominee, I would have absolutely no problem, especially over someone like Newsom. Right. I mean, or or, and and certainly Biden. I mean, you look at Nikki Haley just, you know, on the issues and, you know, I mean, strong border, pro-life, small government, uh, cut the deficit. And I mean, it's just there is. And I I, I, here's the deal. And and Carolyn, thank you very much for the call. I don't want to turn into a, a, you know, defender of Nikki Haley. I don't want to I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm advocating for Nikki Haley. I don't want it to seem like I'm. I'm trying to convince you not to vote for Donald Trump or not to vote for the person you want to vote for. But I do want you to vote, especially if you're a conservative. If you're a Democrat, you can stay home. Uh, here's the here's the thing. If, if you want to see what happens under Democrat rule, all you've got to do is go back and, and look at what is going on right now in uh, New York. Now, you, you've heard this audio before of uh, Eric Adams and Eric Adams is the mayor of New York and uh, he is out there now and there's a lot of things to say about what's going on in New York. One of the things that I thought was really funny is that people are now flashing back to um Eric Adams just I think it's about 6 to 9 months ago when he, you know, tweeted out 
And he was making a lot of comments, making a lot of noise about those racist Republicans and how, you know, they're not out there celebrating these sanctuary cities. And he is going to celebrate his sanctuary city. And, and, you know, he uh, he was bashing Republicans for having concerns about illegal immigration. In April, New York City Mayor Eric Adams administration launched a campaign to celebrate immigrants. I mean, it was a whole thing. He said immigrants contributed to our city's cultural richness and economic prosperity. Adams said as he announced the launch of the We Love Immigrant New York campaign. Yes, yes. Well, things have apparently changed for the uh, New York governor. And um, this uh, audio has really been making the rounds. And, you know, obviously he has certainly changed his mind on migrants. I don't see an ending to this. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just getting Venezuela. Now we're getting Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian-speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. And everyone is saying it's New York City's problem. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. We got a $12 billion deficit that we're going to have to cut. Every service in this city is going to be impacted. All of us. And so I say to you, as I turn it over to you, this is some some of the most educated, some of the most knowledgeable, probably more of my commissioners and deputy commissioners and chiefs live in this community. So as you ask me a question about migrants, tell me what role you played. How many of you organized to stop what they're doing to us? I'll say this. I'll raise my hand, Eric Adams. I know what, what role, you know, the people of New York played. They voted for Democrats. How many of you were part of the movement to say, we're seeing what this mayor is trying to do and they're destroying New York City? It's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew, we're about to lose. And we're all in this together, all of us. So, yeah, clearly his uh, opinion has changed and he is no longer celebrating immigration. And uh, there's a number of different conversations that go along with what is going on in uh, New York. You know, that this does sort of dovetail into this discussion regarding Nikki Haley and whether or not Trump supporters uh, would vote for Nikki Haley or anyone other than Donald Trump if it's not Trump in the um, in the general election. Because New York is a microcosm of, of what happens if Democrats get ultimate rule. And we see that in cities like New York and You know, the Washington and Portland, I could go on and on. But bottom line is, regardless as to who is the nominee for the Republicans in the next presidential, it's going to be better than anybody 
that the Democrats are going to bring to the table. This headline from earlier today on the heels of what um, Eric Adams said, the Biden administration is now considering, listen to this, forcing migrant families to remain in Texas. I guess part of my question is, can he actually do that? The proposal, which recalls President Reagan's efforts to limit asylum seekers movements in the late 1980s, is likely to draw fierce opposition, not only from, you know, immigrants uh, rights activists, but I think that Republicans would also and certainly in Texas would have an issue with that as well. So that's just another part of, you know, this conversation regarding what is going on with uh, illegal immigration and migration in the country. Also, this is bringing together another conversation and another constant debate in this country about E-Verify and about how if we're going to have all of these people coming into our country, then we do need to know who they are. And a big part of that is E-Verify. Because right now, let's face it, most people will tell you that E-Verify is actually a joke. So when it comes to on the other thing that I love about the Eric Adams audio is that you don't actually have a lot of folks out there. uh, They're talking about what's going on in New York, but they're not talking about the fact that it's Joe Biden's policy that is leading to the disaster that is New York. Or Chicago or Boston, I think I should have asked the guy that called from Boston earlier. I think in Boston, they're breaking out the National Guard. To deal with all of these migrants, all of these illegal aliens, whatever it is that you want to call them. And so this is exactly why I I believe that people who are saying that they won't vote for Nikki Haley if she's the nominee or anyone other than Donald Trump. I got to call you out because this New York. Is indicative of what what would happen in America if we just hand the White House and Congress and the Senate the the House of Representatives over to the Democrats. It is a disaster waiting to happen. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number. Your phone calls next, 866-907-3339. Lines open for your calls, 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. That is uh, where we find Nathan in Phoenix on Red Eye Radio. Hey Nathan, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? Doing well. Go ahead, sir. Okay, I wanted to make the comment about the Donald Trump voters and whether or not they would support someone like Nikki Haley. And my answer is no. You might as well just have uh, Hillary Clinton run on the ticket with him. The point is, though, Donald Trump supporters wanted a man that wasn't going to go to Washington and play the same old game. And they got that. Unfortunately, Washington, Republicans and Democrats never stopped campaigning against him to what we're seeing today. Him wrapped up into legal matters that may stop him from running for president. But you're, what you're trying to do is condition or actually try to get a good idea 
of how many of his loyal supporters will still participate in this thing called an election. Right. It's corrupt. That's why the people voted for him in the first place. They wanted to put an end to all this corrupt garbage. And if he is prevented from from running for president again, it's just showing that this government is just too corrupt. There's no going backwards. And it doesn't matter who's in charge, a Republican or a Democrat. It's still just going to go downhill like it's been going downhill for the last 25 years or more. Hey, Nathan, let me, so let me sadly, ask you. That's, that's what the voters of Donald Trump are thinking. So, Nathan, let me ask you. Does it change your impact your change it's not going to change your mind clearly but when all those folks on the debate stage except for chris christie and i think asa hutchinson but i I can't remember but uh those two don't matter but when nikki haley and ron DeSantis and all these other folks they did raise their hand when they said that they would support donald trump if he was the nominee um did that does that move the needle anything any for you uh nathan no not at all. They have to support him. They fear a guy like him. Uh, but other than that, they're going to be stabbing in his back for the next four years if he was running for president again. That's what they all did in the first place. He didn't have no support from the Republicans or the or rhinos, whatever you want to call them. He had no support from none of them. You I think maybe. What, hey, hey, you Nathan, maybe I, I, say like, like a tin, 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 like a tin cotton or something like that. Right. Uh, some of the other ones, there's maybe two or three, but like a Lindsey Graham, forget about it. He was just on it for the ride, joy ride, joy ride. None well, of these people support him. Well, and Tim, that's the well, horrible, horrible thing about it is. Well, hold on, Nate, hold on. Tim Tim Scott was a big supporter of Donald Trump. They they worked together on uh, mm-hmm. legislation. Yeah, well, how powerful is Tim Scott? How how long has Tim Scott been in office? I guess I guess Nathan, what I'm trying to say is not all Republicans are you going to answer my an, question? Anti Donald Trump doesn't have no pool whatsoever. That Tim doesn't Scott? mean nothing to me. What is Tim Scott? It, Tim Scott is is one of his friends or something. It doesn't really matter. He needs more than two or three people. None of the Republicans that were they were all sitting on their hands. They're still sitting on their hands. And you're asking the American people to have some sort of uh, an idea that this next election is going to be legal or fair. Whenever I haven't seen no sort of uh, of actually uh, evidence that whether there was fraud or how bad a fraud there was. But I don't need to see fraud. The point is, though, they never stopped campaigning against him. The band couldn't even stand up and present the American people on his lunch break to talk to the media without them just ridiculing the man. They- All right. Thank you, Nathan, for the call. I appreciate it. I, boy, you know what? Um, and listen, I get the passion. I love the passion. Uh, I, I would say there is most certainly a difference between uh, Hillary Clinton and a Nikki Haley or a Hillary Clinton and a Tim Scott or a Hillary Clinton and a Ron DeSantis. I mean, there is a difference between them. But I do understand. And and the reason I went to uh, Nathan first is because they wrote up on the um, on the call screen or device here, the computer, that, that he said that I was missing the point. I don't think I'm missing the point. I, I, I trust me, friends, when I say I get the point. I think, though, that there's going to be a fundamental disagreement on the ramifications of what happens if we just go ahead and give the totality of the U.S. government to the Democrats. You think it's bad now, Nathan? You just wait. It'll get a lot worse and we won't be able to get it back.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. Appreciate you listening. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. I feel like I'm debating people on, on multiple fronts. I'm on the radio. I'm also on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. And people have now found me on Instagram as well, which I'm I'm there, but I'm really not there. But th- this conversation that we're having regarding, you know, just what if, what if Trump is not the nominee? What if these Democrats and these progressive groups are successful in getting Donald Trump off of the ballot? And it all kind of stems from a, a phone call in the first hour where a guy said that he would not vote for Nikki Haley if she was ultimately the nominee. And other people have said the same thing, which is, well, Nikki Haley's a warmonger and a rhino. And so if she was the nominee, I would just either not vote. I would actively vote against her. And I'm debating people on that because I I just I think that's silly. But I will also say that it's a moot point because I do believe that Donald Trump – will be the nominee. I don't believe that the uh, Democrats will be able to get Donald Trump uh, off of the ballot via the 14th Amendment. We did a bit of a deep dive into that last night, so I don't necessarily want to get into that again this morning. But, you know, talking about the the poll that came out from uh, CNN, you know, big news here the last uh, 24 hours is the poll that came out from CNN. And uh, my contention is it this poll that shows that you've got all of these Republicans that are running that would beat Joe Biden if the election were held today? And Nikki Haley was uh, six percentage points above Joe Biden. But you had Mike Pence, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy. Everybody was over Joe Biden. And within that poll, you have all of these other questions about the the approval rating of Joe Biden. And, and I mean, we've been talking about it you know, here on talk radio for the last 24 hours. I don't need to get into it yet again. You know that it was not good for Joe Biden. But see, I said in the first hour that I believe that this poll released by CNN, right, which is like the media arm of the Democrat Party. And they went out and they actively asked the questions about Joe Biden's competence and about Joe Biden's age, his mental acuity, whether people approved of his policies and everything was uh, in underwater. I mean, did no nobody has confidence in Joe Biden. By the way, especially the Democrats and the independents and the moderates. Uh, Chris sent me a note on uh, this is on Facebook on I guess this is Messenger. He says, you are absolutely right, Dan. This CNN poll is all part of some larger Democrat scheme. 
I, I think the poll was a message to the Democrats and a message to Joe Biden and a message to the people that are working with Joe Biden. And that is that they don't want Joe Biden in office. They don't want Joe Biden running in 2024. And it's obvious why. The reason why is because his policies are flawed. His brain is flawed. His family is flawed. And at this point, as he is, you know, flying off and and out of the country, this is a president who has a lot of issues. I mean, this poll comes out and again, as he is flying, flying out of the country. And so now you have not only this poll coming out, but you also have uh, big news on Hunter Biden. The president's son, I would also say Hunter Biden, his uh, partner in crime. Joe Biden's partner in crime. Because word is, of course, now we talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, Hunter could be indicted on these gun charges by the end of the month. And, and, and for me, you know, my comment on that has been, well, so what? Because here's the thing. If he's only brought up on gun charges, when you look at all of the other things that he is accused of and Joe Biden is accused of, to me, that's really pathetic, pathetic. Great audio here. Dana Bash over there on CNN, and uh, she's talking to uh, the analysis there, uh, the analyst on CNN, Eli Honing. And he admits that Biden's DOJ wanted to basically give Hunter Biden a pass on these gun charges. I want you to listen very closely to this audio because Dana, Dana Bash, she sounds like somebody kicked her puppy. Listen very closely. A sitting president, his Justice Department, likely indicting and trying to take to trial his son, the president's son. Yeah, Dana, DOJ has given me whiplash on this one because six weeks ago they were they did walk into court and they were ready to get rid of this case for a misdemeanor and dismiss the gun charge. Now they're about to indict him for a felony gun charge, which would likely carry jail time if there's a conviction. The only conclusion that I think is consistent with all this is that the whistleblowers were right, that initially DOJ was ready to go in there and give this deal away cheaply. And when the political pressure amped up, DOJ did a complete 180. uh, And now they've appointed, they've made David Weiss special counsel, and now they're bringing an indictment. Yeah. And as you know, the Hunter Biden people want a lot more questions asked about those whistleblowers, whether or not they were actually the leakers turned whistleblowers. That's a whole different conversation. Thank you so much for your reporting and insights. You know, I, I, I love how did you did you catch that at the end? Dana Bash. Always defending Joe Biden, always defending Hunter Biden, always defending her party, the Democrats, calling into question the integrity and the credibility, taking a shot at the whistleblowers they're again questioning their credibility. So we'll see what happens with Hunter Biden. But, you know, for me, do I really think that Hunter is going to, you know, be put away in prison for years and years? Probably not. Probably not. However, in the polling, we have seen that vast majority of the American people know that Hunter Biden is gutter trash. I'm sorry, but he is. And when I say that he was the partner in crime, Joe Biden's partner in crime, I mean, I do mean that quite literally. Another issue, by the way, related to Hunter Biden uh, this morning is a story about a letter between Hunter's team and then Vice President Joe Biden's team 
regarding quotes for a story about Hunter's work in Burisma. And so I I don't need to do a whole deep dive into the situation. You know what's going on. You've got Joe Biden. He's got these three emails and and they're, you know, he's got these fake email accounts and he and Hunter going back and forth on a number of different things through these fake email addresses. House Oversight Chair James Comer is now trying to get this email. It is dated, I believe, December 4th of 2015, in which, yes, Hunter's people are going back and forth with Vice President Joe Biden's people. And to me and to many others, this proves that there was a connection. There were discussions between what Joe Biden did as vice president and the guy in charge of our Ukraine policy. And Hunter Biden, as he is working with uh, Burisma. This is James Comer. Hunter Biden has been in trouble for a long time. Burisma was a corrupt energy company. That's why Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, was investigating for the first place. Remember, Shokin even seized some assets uh, from the owners of Burisma in other countries. This is a corrupt entity. The press was picking up on this. And the Biden hunters legal team, hunters PR people, whoever they were, were communicating back and forth with Joe Biden, who was vice president, so they can be an official government position on this, an official government statement to the press corps, uh, reassuring everyone that everything was fine and, and, you know, everything was on the up and up. This is further coordination between Hunter Biden and the federal government and Joe Biden. And remember, we believe there's coordination between the Department of Justice and the cover-up. There's two two crimes here, the actual Biden corruption and then the cover-up. Yes. So if Comer can get this email from the National Archives where there is coordination, does it give a direct link between the White House and Joe Biden when he was VP and Burisma and a change in policy? Because it was just a couple of days later that Biden goes to Ukraine. He gave that big speech to the Ukrainian parliament and he refused to give them that billion dollars unless they fired the prosecutor going after Burisma. So it seems to me there is clear coordination between the two entities. That's what uh, James Comer wants to figure out. Were they talking about official American policy? Remember that Hunter and Joe supposedly got five million dollars each for Joe's help in getting Burisma off the hook by getting that prosecutor fired. So, yeah, that email could be considered a smoking gun uh, or further evidence of, uh, you know, influence peddling. Jason Chaffetz, who, of course, used to hold James Comer's job as head of House Oversight, was on Fox News, and uh, he was talking about this and and says that, yeah, this could be a a very important piece of evidence. Here's part of what he had to say. Um, That's going to be the test for this White House. They said there was no communication, that there was arm's length, that there was this, this wall set up between them. But here's a direct email with a specific date, time, and them saying a, a Joe Biden staffer telling the, uh, the people that work at Rosemont Seneca that, yes, 
The vice president has signed off on this. And guess what? U.S. policy changed three days later when Joe Biden went to Ukraine and announced to the world he was going to leverage a billion U.S. taxpayer dollars and make sure that he got this prosecutor fired. So let's read the content of that email. Yes. I mean, he, he's absolutely right. If this letter exists, the question will be, will this actually bring along those and I'm putting this in air quotes, those there is no evidence people. Because there's people out there, astonishingly enough, who say, oh, there's no evidence. Of course there's evidence. Open your eyes and take, the, take your head out of the sand. One thing, by the way, that James Comer has a lot of is evidence. But if you're waiting for, and this is what bothers me about some of these Republicans, if you're waiting for money to go into a specific bank account with Joe's name on it and then a corresponding email that shows that he acknowledges getting the money and then will change foreign policy as a result. That's not going to happen. Because they were, relatively speaking, they were very careful or I would say deceitful in all of this. Chaffetz says the fact that David Weiss made uh, was made special counsel after all that we know about this investigation tells you really all you need to know about the DOJ wanting to protect the Bidens. Listen, I don't think any. First of all, the statute says that a special counsel should be outside the Department of Justice, not a government employee. And guess what? He is. He works. He, he got a promotion for, for botching a case. Not only did he let the statute of limitations expire on, on previous charges, the gun charge that's before him, the judge has rightly pointed out that you have to do this. Why hasn't he done this? He's had this for years, by the way. He could have do, done that easily. And in the case of investigating these types of ties between the Hunter Biden family business and the corruption that is alleged, what they haven't done anything. They haven't done the interviews. And I point to the IRS um, whistleblowers, the IRS professionals who were never allowed to do their job in full. And that is proven because, remember, according to the Democrats, you always believe the whistleblowers. And we have whistleblowers from the IRS and the FBI all saying the same thing that the DOJ and the FBI tried to protect Joe and Hunter Biden. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. Dan Mendes here. This is Red Eye Radio. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. Eight six six ninety red eye is the phone number. Eight six six nine zero seven thirty three thirty nine. That's where we find Bill in San Antonio on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Bill, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine, Dan. How about yourself? I'm good. Hey, uh, I, I, I really get my uh, goat when I hear some of these people calling in and just saying, you know, they'll vote for this person or not this other person. It's not a personality contest. In my opinion, either you're a Republican and you believe in the core values of the Republican Party or you're a Democrat and you're going to get what you get there. And if anybody ever would pin one of these leaders of the Democratic Party down and listen to what would happen if they had control of the presidency, the House and the Senate, it'd probably scare the bejeebers out of them. Well, I mean, I we I talk about this all the time. I mean, just the, the top two or three, 
are they're going to give amnesty to all of the people that Joe Biden is letting into the country right now. That's number one. And number two yeah. is they'll pack the Supreme Court. Uh, they'll nationalize our elections. Can you imagine nationalizing the elections to the point where they take over, you know, all of the election laws in all of the states and then there's no signature verification. There's no voter ID. There's all kinds of uh, there's no limitations on ballot harvesting. I mean, open borders, open borders. I mean, you just, you're right. You're scaring the bejesus out of me. Well, 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 or Bill, and I appreciate the call. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Well, and also on that Eric Adams comments that he I heard what he said the other day, and he was wanting to from from Texas, San Antonio. And he he wanted to blame everything on on Abbott for all the immigrants coming in and everything. He said he ought to turn it around. He makes him sound like a moron because he ought to just blame it all on all the voters there in New York City because they're getting what they voted for. Not- well, they they and and Bill, you're right. They are. And the other thing that I would say is, I, I oh gosh, I can't believe I'm going to do this. There have been times where Eric Adams has called out the Biden administration. There there are there have been times when he has been pinned down and uh, people have enforced uh, Eric Adams to say, yes, uh, the Biden administration is a big part of the problem. And I appreciate the call. Cindy is in Orange County, California on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Cindy, how are you? Hi, mad, angry. I can't believe how stupid and blind people are. What, that they can't tell what's going on. Trump has got to win this election. He's the only one that can save us. Otherwise, we're done. We are done. I have one big fear. I have a fear that what's going to happen is that the the party is going to come in and say that uh, uh, Biden won the election. What's going to happen is they're going to slide him in. I, I think, I, I, you know what, you know what you, Cindy, what I would say, and I appreciate uh, the call. What, what I would say is if the Democrats are going to slide anybody in, it's not going to be Joe Biden. They'll figure somebody else to uh, to slide right in. And, and you know what? I, I would agree with you on a number of different points, Cindy, about uh, Donald Trump. And I, I know that. I may be sending mixed signals, and I I hope I'm not, but I hope you folks understand where I'm coming from, which is if Donald Trump is not on the ballot for whatever reason, I would still say that you do and we do still need to uh, go to the polls and, and vote. And there's a lot of people that are calling up and sending me messages and saying that if it's not Trump, it's nobody. We're just going to stay home or, you know, we're going to actively actively vote against you know, Nikki Haley or whoever it is, because, you know, this is all just going to be the swamp, you know, uh, prohibiting us from being able to vote for the person that we want. I, I understand that. But and again, not to belabor the point, guy called earlier and rattled off some of the things that the Democrats want to do if they get full control of the uh, federal government. It's incredibly scary what they want to do. And so for conservatives, we do need to do all we can to get back the White House, get a larger majority in the House of Representatives, and yes, take over the Senate as well.
Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. More of your calls here in a second to 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. I want to play this, though. Bill Maher. Now, I know that there's a lot of people that can't stand Bill Maher. He is, uh, you know, a liberal, a progressive, whatever it is that you want to call him. But surprisingly, he has been very pro-Donald Trump supporter as of late. And I find this interesting. This is making the news today where he was on with uh, Ari Melber, I think the dude's name is. And they're talking about the the headlines where you've got the New York Times, uh, the Associated Press, the uh, NBC News folks. And they're talking about the really long prison sentences for those uh, January Sixers. And there's, you know, folks on the right, including me, by the way, who look at these. And I talked about this the other night, so I'm not going to do a big deep dive on this. But, you know, these really long prison sentences for these January Sixers. And, and you think, why in the world do these guys did these guys get such long prison sentences when what they did really wasn't um, anything more than trespassing? I mean, some of these people. And so obviously, and part of what I said the other night is that the the Democrats are angry because your house doesn't matter, but theirs does. And some of these uh, some of these guys, all they did literally was walk into the Capitol and, uh, you know, take a look around. They didn't break anything. They didn't beat anybody up. Nothing. And they get 17, 18, 20 years in jail. And so the left, they, they were really confused as to why it is that so many Republicans were so infuriated by these really long prison sentences. I want you to listen to this dialogue. It's only 56 seconds long, but it says a lot, I think, about Bill Maher, who is willing to stand up to people within uh, his own circle of, of, of progressives and say, you know what, Th- this notion that. Donald Trump's uh, supporters are all just a bunch of deplorables. I think you're making a big mistake, which is basically what Bill Maher said. Listen. But I guess the, my, my question to you would be, if you see these headlines, if you're a normal reality-adjusted person. A normal, again, this is Ari Melber. And he says, if you are a normal reality-adjusted person, then you believe that some of these January Sixers absolutely deserved 17, 18, 19 years, whatever it was, when you look at that and you think, well, no, when you look at what's going on uh, in cities across the country where people are doing horrific and reprehensible things and effectively getting, you know, a slap on the wrist, yet these January Sixers get, you know, a decades plus in jail. uh, No, you don't you don't have to be a, a, a Donald Trump supporter to look at that. And say, that doesn't make any sense. Because truly it doesn't. But I guess my my question to you would be, if you see these headlines, if you're a normal reality-adjusted person, does this help or hurt Donald Trump? It probably hurts him with people in the general reality community who say, I I don't want more of this. i got to stop you and just say, I don't think this helps the media world that we live in, where we sit here. And everybody else is just a deplorable who's media, who's reality challenge. But they see him as the one thing that is standing between them and something even crazier. And there is a lot of crazy on the left. And it would, I think it would be helpful if 
the people who watch this would see that. I mean, listen, that is Bill Maher, and, and he's right. And, you know, the, the constant, pervasive, sanctimonious, holier-than-thou attitude of people on the left who, you know, they, they watch CNN, they watch MSNBC, they read the Washington Post and the New York Times, and, and they look down on people who just are not like them. You know, earlier and maybe I'll replay it, but earlier in the broadcast, I was playing audio from Joe Scarborough from over there on MSNBC. And and he was also sort of deriding this, um, you know, the Donald Trump supporters as, you know, effectively saying they, they don't know. They don't know anything. They're just Donald Trump supporters. They're like they're like some creatures that have absolutely no idea what reality is. And I would I would say to to people like that on the left, Donald Trump supporters and and conservatives, by and large, actually, we know exactly what's going on. Despite the fact that MSNBC and CNN and the networks refuse to run the news of what is exactly going on, we do know what's going on. That's why we don't trust you. This is uh, going to be Jeremy in uh, Longview, Washington on uh, Red Eye Radio. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm okay. Go ahead, sir. So, it, so what I what I got to say is you you just hit the nail on the head. We are the ones that with, that know what's going on. We see the reality of all this ugliness and these this deceitfulness that's going that's been going on. We we've just got. We've, I'd say if we went back to Bill Clinton, they've been putting in these corrupt people that, that will go along with, with their plan for years to, through, through Bush, Obama. I mean, they've been putting all these people in the government, in the, the courts, all, all through the, throughout the system, every state, to where we're, it doesn't matter what, what even voting you know, turnouts are. We're going to end up losing every, every, you know, every seat, every election, every thing. Eventually, I mean, just look well, at Eric Adams. I mean, he's he 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 might as well be Homer Simpson in there, and he's he's the head of New York right now. I mean, how right. how how is an overwhelming amount of people going to vote for him and elect him? You know, I mean. Well, I, th- I think part of the problem, I think, Jeremy, part of the problem is, and I appreciate the call. So um, I, I think the core of what you're trying to say, and, and you're saying it well, is that they keep voting in the same people over and over again, and they're getting the same result. For example, what's going on in uh, New York. You're calling from Washington. Um, Seattle, Washington, I believe, is famous for its uh, progressivism, and it's famous for the issues that come with a progressivism. So, you know, you, you're right. And, you know, part of what's going on in the Biden White House, this is going to back up what you were saying about how, you know, they put people in. Uh, they put Biden in. You know, Biden, of course, ran for president. We can argue about whether or not he, he legit won, whatever. But what I would say is that it is clear that it's actually Barack Obama who lives like six uh, blocks away from the White House. He's one of the only presidents. I believe he is the only president that continued to live in Washington, D.C. after he left office. 
Well, the reason why that is, is because he is actually running the Biden administration because you've got all of these old Obama operatives working in the Biden administration. I mean, there's been a whole series of people that used to work within the Biden administration, within the Obama administration that are now in the uh, Biden administration. And and there's all kinds of folks out there that will tell you that um, Joe Biden is not the one calling. Well, clearly, Joe Biden is not the one calling the shots. I believe that it's Obama calling the shots. And I think that as Obama calls the shots is he remember that uh, famous quote of Barack Obama? where he said something to the effect of he would love to have a third term in the White House, but he just doesn't want to have to go through, you know, being the president of the United States. Well, I I think that's exactly what's happening. And and that's part of that swamp mentality where, you know, you do have, you know, this core group of, you know, I don't know how many people, but all these people that are just embedded in the swamp, you can call that the deep state, whatever it is, but if they're part of the Democrat Party, and by the way, the Republican Party is the same way. You have all of these people that are embedded in the party. And so they worked with Obama. So now they came from the world of Obama. They're now in the world of Joe Biden, and they are just clearly calling the shots. And so, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on that, uh, on that point, Jeremy, and I do appreciate the call. <laughs> Isaac is in Connecticut on Red Eye Radio. Isaac, go ahead. Yes, uh, back to your question uh, regarding Nikki Haley. I don't believe there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, if, if it's if it's not Trump, we're staying home. I, I think you're offering a it's a false choice you're offering us. There's always the write-in option, yes, and that way you get to vote for your your state and local uh, your uh, politicians and write in for President Donald Trump. But I, I also want to define what the the deep state is. The deep state is that part of the government that is not elected. They are permanently embedded. They are career uh, employees of the government. They can be on the Republican side, the Democrat side. Uh, they, they, they sometimes leave the government. They get jobs in the private sector, and they're unelected. These people are unelected, and they work together as a one homogenous entity and they they are all, all corrupt, and they they they're working for their interests and not the interests of the American people. That's what the deep state is. That's what the swamp is. Now the, and the, and it's, I, it's, it's the labor unions, the labor the the, the government. Okay, I'm, I don't want to get too excited here. Uh, the government. <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Government employee. Government employees should never have been given the right or the option to form a union because that is the government forming a union against the taxpayer. The taxpayer is the employer and it's not supposed to work like that. There should, there should be no public sector unions. It should be abolished. And in that the government and, and, should not I... be able to form a union against the taxpayer. And, and I agree with that, Isaac, and I agree with your with your definition of the deep state or the swamp. So when people say, but and I, I had to let him go because I'm running a little bit late. But the question then is, OK, so if people call, you know, everybody else other than Donald Trump, because this is what I keep hearing. 
is that everybody else other than Donald Trump within the Republican Party primary is a is part of the deep state. Well, by Isaac's standard and by his definition, the deep state is unelected officials. Well, if Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and all the, these other people, they have all been elected before and they, they've won office. Vivek Ramaswamy is the one exception, but they've all won elections before. So can you be part of the deep state and also be somebody who is, uh, you know, had to run for office and, uh, you know, been part of uh, the government as an elected official? Now, I would say, yes, you can be part of the deep state while also being an elected official is just a slightly different dynamic. 86690 Red Eye is a phone number, 86690-7339. Dan Mandis here. This is Red Eye Radio. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. I just saw this headline and I'm, I'm stunned. Absolutely stunned. And it's regarding Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden still denies the infamous laptop is his. Can I just ask, how is that possible? He says that he is uh, embarrassed by his photos of him using drugs and partying nude. Apparently, he gave a deposition in a civil suit. And um, according to newly published excerpts from this deposition, he does indeed deny that the laptop was his. And, and I guess my question would be, how can you deny that the laptop is yours? Because there's photos on there that, are, that were clearly taken by you. There's emails that were clearly, you know, written by you. There's conversations that you recorded that were recorded by you that you participated in. You know what? You know what it's like with these Democrats. These Democrats live in an alternate reality that this is what it is. Where it's like common sense and reality simply there's no room for those two things in the world of the Democrats. Because they seem to deny the existence of things that are clearly going on. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, the, the border is uh, closed. I mean, h- how long did the Democrats try to say and convince the American people that the border is closed when everybody could see that the border was open? I mean, that's just one. Any Democrat who thinks that Joe Biden is of sound mind is also ignoring reality. That's another one. Now they're running, running around trying to say that, you know, Bidenomics is a good thing and that our economy is doing great when it's clearly not doing great. And yeah, Hunter Biden, that laptop from hell was not it was not his. Sure, Hunter. Again, another example of the Democrats, Hunter Biden, ignoring reality, trying to convince the American people of something that is clearly not true.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, Dan Mandis, this is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE is the phone number, 866-907-3339. We wrapped up the previous hour. I was, just, I was so stunned by the headline in the Daily Mail that shows that uh, Hunter Biden refuses to admit that the laptop from hell was actually his when in reality, it's obvious that it is. And I I started going down the road of all of these things that Democrats say that they just expect folks to believe when they are so incredibly obviously wrong. And so we talked about a couple of different ones. I'm going to retrace just briefly. Please bear with me because I got another one. But we talked about how the, the Democrats tried to tell us for how long that the that the uh, border was uh, closed when everybody knew that it was open. So that was one. I mean, th- there's so many different uh, examples. You've got uh, the Democrats saying that there's nothing wrong with Joe Biden. There's nothing wrong with his mind. No. Clearly there is. I mean, cringe on Pierre. I, I think I played the audio last night where she was uh, saying, oh, yeah, when, when he wandered off the stage at that uh, Medal of Honor ceremony, he meant to do that. I mean, it, it's just one lie after another. You know, I, I used the, the example Bidenomics a few moments ago where you, you've got the uh, left trying to say, oh, yeah, Bidenomics, the economy is great when it's when it's not. I have one from Tennessee. I'm a talk show host in Middle Tennessee in Nashville. I'm a morning show host on Super Talk 99.7 at WTN. Marsha Blackburn, a senator, is our senator. One of our two, obviously. And uh, there is you've probably heard of like the Tennessee three. And that's the the two Justins, um, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson and Gloria Johnson. These are those three. Uh, Democrats, they're progressives and they're they are in our they infest our state legislature. And it's been a whole thing. I don't want to get into all of that. But uh, Gloria Johnson, incredibly progressive, but also incredibly stupid. She has decided now that she is going to run against uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, who is up for reelection. And so now this crazed progressive has decided that she's going to run for run against Marsha Blackburn, which is certainly her right. But you know what she said? Just going down the line, going down the road of incredibly absurd and stupid things that Democrats say. Democrat U.S. Senate hopeful once said, Gloria Johnson, once said that North Korea has more democracy than Tennessee. Now, can I just ask? What is it about Democrats that that make them say such stupidly absurd things? I mean, that is obviously demonstrably false. And and, and I when they say these things. I, I don't think they're being facetious. I, I, I think they're, they're actually believe this. They have such a hatred for America. But when when I when I hear people say things like this, when I hear politicians say something like that, I I. I I want to ask them, 
and she won't come on my show. But I want to ask them, do you really believe that people would believe you or agree with you when you say something so incredibly absurd? Do you really think that they have uh, actual elections in, in North Korea? Do you really believe that in North Korea they have the freedoms that we have here in the state of Tennessee or in America? So when Democrats say these things that are so incredibly outlandish, it's just stupefying. And yet when you look at the media throughout Middle Tennessee, you know, you've got all of the mainstream, lamestream media who will just say that Gloria Johnson, this this crazed progressive running uh, against uh, Marsha Blackburn for the Senate, that she is just, you know, she is somebody who is a purveyor of freedom. She's standing up to the Republicans of Tennessee. She's a truth teller. Really? Because she literally said that North Korea has more democracy than Tennessee, which is obviously not true. So So she's either incredibly stupid or she's a liar. You know, another thing the Democrats want you to believe, that there's no evidence against Joe Biden when clearly there is evidence against Joe Biden. And there's so many of those no evidence people out there. I, I really don't understand. There there was an interview. I've got the audio. So we've been telling you, if you listen to talk radio, you know that the polling came out from CNN and it was a disaster for Joe Biden. Seventy three percent seriously concerned about the mental competence of the president. Seventy six percent are really concerned about his ability to serve Uh, serve out his four year term if Joe Biden is reelected. Two thirds of Democrats, 67 percent, say the party should nominate someone else besides Joe Biden. That is up from 54 percent in March. In other words, things are going really bad for President Biden. And when you talk about, you know, the issues and I don't need to go through all the numbers because I'm just I'm going to hurl a bunch of percentages at you and you're going to just, you know, you're not going to care. Bottom line is Joe Biden bad. And if you're a a Republican, Joe Biden really bad. If you're a Democrat, eh, Joe Biden bad. We, we, We would like somebody else because it's clear that he's having some cognitive difficulties. And you can't deny that. Katie Porter is a Democrat and she is also uh, running for the Senate. She is, uh, I guess, a, a, a not a conservative, she's a Democrat. She's a, in the House of Representatives is what I'm trying to say. And uh, she was on, I think it was CNN. It was either CNN or MSNBC. But she was asked about this particular poll. This is what she had to say. Listen to how she tries to blame the media. President Biden has done a terrific job on the economy. President Biden has done a terrific job on the economy. That's her story, and she's sticking to it. President Biden has done a terrific job on the economy, and I think this is a matter of just people wanting to to sort of dream up what they could imagine um, for different kinds of candidates at this point. But the truth is Joe Biden has a terrific story to tell on the economy. He's not getting a ton of help telling it. I don't know. So first of all, so she's blaming the media. The media is at fault because you're paying an extra $300 a month for groceries. It's the media's fault because you're paying, you know, whatever it might be, an, an extra, what, $1.20, whatever it is for gasoline. 
it's the media's fault because inflation continues to go up. It is your fault, or I should say the media's fault, that you're paying uh, more money in interest rates. And so when she says, you know, Joe Biden has a great story to tell on the economy, I just I don't understand what she means by that. I do understand that the economy is getting better. But it's a far cry from where it was when uh, Donald Trump was in office. And that is a provable fact. And so you have Biden and the media at every turn, and they're trying to convince people of something that simply is not true. And so the more that you talk about the economy and the more you do deep dives into the economy, Biden will say, oh, I created, what is it, 20 million jobs, whatever the heck it is. No, he didn't even come close. The Inflation Reduction Act did not um, cause inflation to come back down. That was the fact that the the covid stimulus funds, they began to run out. There's all kinds of different things that um, Joe Biden is trying to sell and the media Uh, Some of the media is trying to sell. But you know what? The American people just aren't buying. But I love that Katie Porter, this this Democrat congresswoman running for the Senate, Senate, the Senate is out there trying to say, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's got a great story to tell. You know what? The American people have a lot of stories to tell as well about having to choose between put gas in their car or paying the electric bill. That's the story of the American people. 86690 Red Eye is the phone number. 86690 Red Eye. Let's say hello to this is going to be Anthony in Long Island, New York on Red Eye. Anthony, how are you? Hi, how are you, Dan? Thank you so much for the dialogue. I, I totally enjoy uh, Red Eye Radio. It's awesome. It really is a, a great exploration of all these different topics in a pragmatic, uh, mature way. I mean, you don't get it in mainstream media. But I wanted to bring to your attention is that, you know, the They've so circled the wagons around Joe Biden, which is really an aged, uh, plagiarizing politician, not unlike any used car salesman. It seems as though we're stuck with his tenure. Same would go with Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Feinstein, the whole cabal. And it it really is the ministry of truth where we have to contend with all this doublespeak and and this – this this chicanery. I mean, they've become so good at what they do, dividing and conquering us as American people. At the end of the day, we're all American citizens. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump and, 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 and they circle their wagon around Biden and Robert Kennedy would be the ultimate choice if they were truly your grandfather's Democratic Party. But this is not. This is a Trojan horse of a party. This Democratic Party is not voting for the American uh, citizenry or the taxpayers. So I think that if Donald Trump were wise, he would embrace Robert F. Kennedy. You know, Donald Trump was always a Democrat himself. So how they've painted him as a as a white racist baby, and and and, and just uh, you could see where if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I mean, they baited they, Biden is a base a, ra- a race baiter. And he's created so much havoc. I mean, so many Democrats despise this Biden guy for what he's done. I mean, I, it's, it doesn't make any sense why Trump would not choose uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as his running mate. I would right. I, and be, even take it to the next level, make him the presidential candidate and Donald Trump be the vice president as a concession, an olive branch to both parties. We are American here. And this this Biden party is not voting in the American interests. So what, what if I, Robert Kennedy were embraced, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I, I'm not I, 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 to, I totally get what you're saying and, and I appreciate it. Here's what I would say. Donald Trump has been asked 
about having Robert Kennedy as uh, a running mate. And what what Trump has said is there there's too much uh, of a difference between them because he is uh, a Democrat. And so you look at things like and, and I don't have all the you know, policies of, of Robert Kennedy up uh, here on the computer. But, you know, th- there's enough because he is a classic Democrat. He is going to be pro-choice. Donald Trump is pro-life. I don't know where Kennedy stands on, you know, things like Israel. I know that he has been advocating for, you know, a, a more controlled uh, immigration system. I know that Robert Kennedy has been uh, talking about that. One of the real sticking points that you could find between Kennedy and Trump is Donald Trump is incredibly proud of the fact that uh, Operation Warp Speed, he was, you know, obviously a big part in the creating of these two vaccines uh, during COVID. Robert Kennedy is, you know, very much of an anti-vaccine skeptic. He doesn't like vaccines. He uh, doesn't feel like people should be forced to take vaccines. And so, you know, you could say that he is, air quote, an anti-vaxxer. Well, that is going to be uh, in, in direct um, uh, reversal of what Donald Trump is all about. The, the, those two just don't blend well together. So and I'm going to tell you, um, Anthony, I do like uh, I do like Robert Kennedy. I, I do. I think he says a lot of things that make a lot of sense. And, um, you know, he, he the media will occasionally try and paint him as a kook. But then when you look at what he actually said, as opposed to what the media reports that he says, it's clear that the media and I believe the Democrats and Anthony, I bet you'd agree with me on this. They are terrified of uh, Robert Kennedy because he does make a lot of sense. And he is a Democrat who is far more. What's the best way to put this? He is far more mainstream than anyone else that I've seen within the Democrat Party of any you know real consequence. I mean, you see most of the people on the left, whether it's Gavin Newsom or Nancy Pelosi or, you know, Joe Biden, et cetera. And you're right. They're just they are so absolutely rabidly progressive. And that is a big issue. And, and Robert Kennedy is a guy that simply put does make a lot of sense. I don't think they would make a good running uh, a, a team of, a you know, a running mate because uh, there's too many things that they would disagree on as far as just your standard uh, average policy. But I appreciate the call and the dialogue. 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Drivers must always be prepared for a roadside inspection. This means drivers should always have their personal vehicle and company credentials organized and ready and having any shipment paperwork, such as bills of lading or hazardous material shipment emergency response information, organized and ready for the inspection official. Just an FYI, the top two violations written against drivers every year, as well as during Operation Road Check, are log general form and manner and log not current. Both are completely avoidable if the driver keeps the log accurate, compliant, and current at all times. Having the vehicle ready for inspection involves the driver conducting daily inspections and making sure any problems that are discovered are immediately corrected. Vehicle readiness also requires the company to make sure that the vehicle is current on all scheduled maintenance and that the maintenance schedule is adequate. This will make sure the driver is being given a sound vehicle to start with. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. I want to get to Tom in Maryland. Tom, I know you've been waiting a long time. I appreciate you holding. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Hi, Dan. Hello. Go ahead, sir. Yes, Dan. Hey, yes. Uh, I got something that uh, might be a real game changer. The Constitution states that in times of war or civil disturbance, that the sitting president remains president and has absolute power over controlling elections or canceling them or whatever he feels like. Uh, the way things are going, it's, you know, I, I wonder if they have something like that up their sleeve. Are you? Are you? So, Thomas, what are you? Are you saying that? Um what they're going to do is enact the 14th Amendment. We Donald Trump will end up uh, off of the ballot. There will be then that will provoke violence from the Trump supporters. They'll be able to uh, suspend the election and Biden would stay in power. Uh, is, that, is that what you're saying? Uh, the violence. No, uh, the violence could be enacted even before, you know, like uh, uh, Im- immigration battles or uh, a war oh, okay. with China or, or something. Then, then the sitting president remains sitting president and, and can cancel, change, and do whatever, whatever he wants over elections. Well, listen, I don't, have the, I don't have the audio queued up, but I, I remember back when um, Joe Biden said and, and Democrats agreed, they said something to the effect of we will do anything to keep Donald Trump from uh, getting back into the Oval Office. That, that is an actual quote. I'll see if I can find it during the break. But but the the quote was something to the effect of we'll do anything we have to do to keep Donald Trump out of office and make sure that he doesn't ever get a second term. So, I mean, listen, these days, Tom, and I appreciate the call uh, these days, uh, anything is possible when we're talking about politics. I, I, I don't discount anything and I do appreciate it. Uh, is this Audrey in Ohio? Audrey. It's Audie. Oh, but yeah, Audie. I'm in Ohio. Right. Uh, anyway. Nice, nice listening to you tonight, Dan. Thank uh, you. The people that say they're not going to vote for Donald or not going to vote for anybody but Donald Trump can go right along with the people that say they're not going to vote for Donald Trump. They need to get their heads right and think about the overall uh, condition of the country. We cannot have another. Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or any, you know, any of them, because they're going to do all that stuff you talked about and, you know, try to get D.C., make D.C. a state and Puerto Rico a state. Oh, gosh, Audie, I forgot. I forgot about those two. You're right. Oh, Lord, there's so much. Thank you, Audie. I appreciate it. And um, you're right. And if they if they are successful in getting Donald Trump off the ballot, that is absolute voter suppression. From the Uniden America studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis. 
866-90-RED-EYES, the phone number. Very much appreciate the opportunity to fill in. Gary and Eric, they return uh, Sunday night, Monday morning here on Red Eye Radio. And again, the phone number is 866-907-3339. I love this next story. Because, you know, it gets so frustrating for conservatives. It gets so frustrating for, you know, regardless as to whether or not you're a supporter of Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or Vivek Ramaswamy. One of the things that the left always seems to do is blame Republicans for society's ills. And that happened to Ron DeSantis. I think this was yesterday. Yes, this was yesterday where he's giving some sort of a a press conference and a a guy stands up. You you remember that uh, shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, I think it was a couple weekends ago. And some white supremacist crazed madman walks in to a dollar general and and he kills three people and and killed some uh, and, and injured some other folks, too. Horrible, horrible thing. Well, he is at this press conference and a guy stands up and DeSantis is, you know, taking questions from audience members and so forth. And a guy stands up and he blames DeSantis. He blames Governor Ron DeSantis running for president. For the shooting, because he basically says that, you know, DeSantis and and these Republicans, these gun loving Republicans who, you know, they cherish guns over children, right? That's what they say. Well, Republicans like Ron DeSantis have allowed these kinds of guns to fill the streets. I love this audio because DeSantis isn't going to take it. Excuse me. me I'm not going to let you accuse me of committing criminal activity. I am not going to take that. I am not going to take that. So you should... You want to have a civil conversation, that's one thing. Try to say that I'm letting. That guy was Baker acting. He should have been, he should have been ruled ineligible, but they didn't involuntarily commit him. And so they weren't. No, no, I don't. No, no. There is the truth. There is something about the truth. It's not everyone doesn't have their own truth. No. You don't get to come here and, and, and blame me for some madman. That is not appropriate. And I'm not going to accept it. No. You have allowed people to hunt people like me. Oh, that is nonsense. Get, that is such nonsense. We've done more. We've done more to support law enforcement in this state than anybody in throughout the United States. Our crime rate in Florida is at a 50-year low. Uh, we have enacted... We have enacted policies so that people have a chance to live in safety. We have attracted people to come to this state in large part because we've had a commitment uh, to public safety. So the notion that somehow we're not uh, supportive of safety is absurd. And we've put our money where our mouth is. We've put uh, uh, support behind policies to hold people accountable. Uh, who hurt other people. Uh, you haven't seen us releasing people from prison. When they hurt, when you do the crime, you do the time. Yeah, and as that uh, is going on there, they're escorting this guy out the door. And don't let, your, don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. And the, the part where he said, you allow people to hunt, you know, people like me. He was black. And I love DeSantis's, I, I love the answer that he had. Because let's face it, the Black Lives Matter movement and the um, 
you know, all the riots during the summer of love, all that nonsense, you know, that that was black organizations and, and black people uh, that were terrorizing these neighborhoods full of black people. And so the people in those towns, whether, you know, we're talking about Chicago, whether we're talking about New York, whether we're talking about, you know, whatever, Portland, Seattle, you name it. You had black people who lived in these cities. Minneapolis is a, is a big one where you had black people who lived in these cities who their businesses were being destroyed by the Black Lives Matter riots. And so for this guy to say, oh, you, as in Ron DeSantis, as in you, Republican, you gun loving Republican, you know, you allow people to hunt people like me. That is complete and utter BS. I mean, do we have to go down the road of black on black crime? I I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. But the bottom line is for this guy to try to take this moment to blame DeSantis. I love that DeSantis stood up for himself. And see, that's where DeSantis shines. You know, moments like this, if I were a cynic and I am a cynic, I'm very cynical. I'm not quite cynical enough to say that that was a setup. I'm not going to say that. But that moment makes DeSantis look really good. And the other point that DeSantis brought up, and it is true nationwide. Is that the Democrats and their soft on crime policies, policies with George Soros, that is leading to all of these criminals being able to leave prison. Bail reforms, you don't you don't have to, you know, put up any bail. They just you go in, they give you a little ticket and off you go to commit more crimes. Those people are then going and committing more crimes. And oftentimes it's black folks who are the victims. And I love how the guy, oh, let me speak my truth. No, there there is the truth. And the truth is that you, sir, are delusional. To blame Ron DeSantis for the shooting in Jacksonville, you're delusional. You deserve to be escorted out. And no, you don't have, quote, your truth. Because if your truth is blaming an innocent man for the murders of a madman. Well, then your truth, I mean, you can. You can say your truth, you can yell your truth, you can demand to be able to speak your truth, but the fact of the matter is, your truth is a lie. And I love that DeSantis stood up for himself. That's the Ron DeSantis that we really do need to see as we decide in the primary which Republican to vote for. Because we Republicans, conservatives, do have to stand up for what we believe in. And when we are wrongfully attacked, when we are wrongfully accused, like DeSantis was, we do need to stand up. We do need to fight back because that is BS. And it's that kind of an accusation that means that we won't find the true answers to the problems that America faces. It's so easy to just say, oh, Republicans are responsible. It's their love of guns. B.S. You know what my truth is? My truth is you're crazy if you say that stuff.
because my truth is the truth. And the truth is that the best way to protect myself and my family from a nut job like that is to have my own gun and my own training. That's my truth, and it is the truth as well. You know what else is my truth and also the truth? It is that Democrat policies are the policies that are leading to more businesses going out of business, more people being assaulted, more people being killed, more people dying of drug overdoses. It goes on and on and on. And until people like this, hey, let me speak my truth kind of guy, the more people that we see, you know, standing up and screaming that kind of nonsense. The more the problems of the world are not going to be solved. Because it's Republicans that want to solve the problems of of the world and the problems of America. The Democrats just want to sit around and and, and blame Republicans and, and take guns. And take away freedoms. So for me, I love that audio and and I hope that more people play it because it's great audio and uh, it deserves to be heard because not that I'm, you know, saying, oh, Ron DeSantis is so great, although I do like Ron DeSantis. But it is an example of the absurdity that is out there as Republicans continue to get attacked day after day after day. And it is so frustrating. James is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania on Red Eye Radio. Hey, James, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm all right. Go ahead. <laughs> right on. Hey, so, you know, in the United States of America, as well as the, the 50 given states, if you will, we have a lot of opportunities in front of us. We have a lot of, believe it or not, I want to call it uh, conservative power, if you will. But the grassroot of power is economics. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that, Trump taught us the fact that you want to change people's way of thinking, you hit them in the pocketbook, okay? Now, we have learned that in Oregon, Portland, let's say, uh, you know, New York and all these different places, we have all these businesses dying on the vine. Why is that? Economics. If they had the money to stay open, they would stay open, but they don't. But why is that? Well, because everybody's fleeing. Who's fleeing? The conservative. Now, if the conservative would get their head wrapped around the fact that they, every day of their life, if that business, if that individual supports the Democratic Party, they don't get my money. They don't get funded. I don't care if it's a waitress at Denny's. If she's a Democrat, she don't get a tip. <laughs> so the reality is, yeah. just like we saw with Bud Light, and just like we've seen with a lot of people that are getting hit the hardest economically are, are turning to the conservative party. And the well, and, and James, I pre- I got to cut you off only because your phone keeps cutting out. So, but, but I get your point. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because I, I, I I agree with you, but I also disagree with you a little bit. And, and the only place that I would push back on you is that the, the waitress at uh, Denny's or whatever it is you said. But, you know, e- even if she is a Democrat, 
it doesn't mean that I'm going to demonize her just because she's a Democrat. She might be a reasonable Democrat. You know, the guy that was screaming at Ron DeSantis about his truth, you know, that guy is a crazed Democrat. But I would say that the, the waitress at Denny's who is trying to support her family and do the right thing by working and not living off of the government, not living off of taxpayers, you know, those are the kinds of people that I would hope that they're not going to, you know, spit my food because I'm a conservative and I'm going to give her a tip, even if she is a Democrat, because I appreciate the fact that she is out there working. But I do appreciate and I totally understand your sentiment and I appreciate uh, the call. Let's say hello to Mark in Santa Cruz, California on Red Eye Radio. Mark, go ahead. Thank you, Dan, for taking my call. You know, Kamala Harris is the Trojan horse Biden plans to drop on us. He he wants to have control over which party will put the first woman president in. And I think uh, this giggly valley girl persona, he's trying to drop on us. You know, she's been out in force uh, lately, and I think the original intention, uh, Mark, and I appreciate the call, the original intention was for uh, Kamala Harris to sort of be the backup for Joe Biden. But but I, I also believe that she has been so horrible at her job as vice president and she has failed at every single turn that while I do understand what you're saying, I, I think the polling shows that uh, Kamala Harris is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. I think people see her as even more incompetent than Joe Biden, even though she seems to have all of her faculties, people do see her as less competent, certainly less likable as well uh, for you know a lot of the polling that I've seen. People simply put, just don't like Kamala Harris. The, the Democrats are in a really weird position, really tough position, because Biden's losing it. Nobody outside of the Democrat Party and most people inside the Democrat Party don't like Kamala Harris and they are in a ton of trouble. And I appreciate the call, Mark. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, 866-90-RED-EYE, 866-907-3339. A lot of, <laughs> lot of folks reacting to my uh, little rant there, the uh, previous segment about Republicans and conservatives being accused of doing things and being responsible for things that clearly uh, we are not. And one of the things that I think part of what was uh, happening on January 6th was a, a boiling over of anger at just those kinds of accusations that clearly, number one, are, are false, they're defamatory, and they're provable lies. And so the more that we see those things happening, the more the conservatives will continue to push back. H- have you seen this video? Environmental protesters stopped the U.S. open. Oh, my Lord. Wait till I tell you about this. It's coming up next on Red Eye Radio. This is Red Eye Radio 
on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.